Working as the Post and Courier's Clemson reporter, I get to cover some of the top teams in the nation. One of the things that makes my job really interesting is being able to be at the facility, talking to the players, getting to learn their stories. With a subscription to the Tiger Take, you'll not only get to read everything I write on postandcourier.com, but you'll also get the latest updates straight to your inbox. But more than that, you'll get insights that you won't find anywhere else. Hey guys, this is John Blau, your Clemson reporter with the Post and Courier. Uh, we're here for our countdown to kickoff feature, uh, pre previewing Clemson's game against Georgia Tech. I have uh, Ken Segura here from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Uh, first, before we get started with our conversation, I uh, want to tell you guys about the Tiger Take, our newsletter uh, sent out basically on a near daily basis. Uh, all the things I can't get in our stories in the newspaper uh, email out on, uh, you know, to your inbox that, you know, has extra tidbits and analysis and, and all of that. So if you want to subscribe, go to postandcourier.com forward slash the tiger take. And now let's get to Ken. Um, Ken, welcome. I think you're at the uh, Georgia Tech facilities right now. I, I guess, uh, how's the week going? Uh, well, they had their first uh, practice. I guess, well, yeah, they're, they're, they're kind of their version of their Monday practice or Tuesday practice today obviously counting it down. Um, but yeah, they're obviously looking forward, excited about this game, you know, playing in Mercedes-Benz, playing a, a rival, obviously a lot, uh, a big hill to climb, but yeah, they're they're fairly healthy, looks like, and, and I'm sure going to be ready to go on Monday. Yeah. How weird uh, is it thinking back to last year's game? I mean, I came here from Indiana. This was my first year covering Clemson. Uh, mm -hmm. I heard that the ACC, ACC schedule is always a breeze for the Tigers. <laughs> Um, and then they come in and it's a, it's a down to the wire game. I mean, that, literally a goal line stop by James Skalski at the end kind of right. sealed it. Uh, what did that game mean for the Yellow Jackets last year? Obviously they went on to a three and nine season, but right. um, does that give them more confidence going into this year? I mean, considering how close last year's game was. It does. Yeah. And I guess to go back to last year, I remember writing stories about, you know, the year before it was, uh, you're testing my memory, but it was like 73 to six or something like that and so everyone's thinking it's going to be kind of the same and and because they, they just lost two weeks earlier to northern illinois so everyone's thinking oh you know this is the beginning of a long miserable season which so much it turned out to be but uh the game actually the, the clemson game was was uh something of a high point you know you nearly uh upset uh you know the like those six sound defending conference champions in their own uh on their own field and in some ways you really should have and you really did it without with your number two quarterback um it was a game that you know talking to players recently i think that was something they took a lot of confidence from they went the next week and actually had their their highest point of the season they beat north carolina in in mercedes-benz um so yeah and i think you know looking you know now looking back at it they feel like we were close you know we, we were at their place and we we almost had them as we can't do it, you know, or, you know, in a quote unquote neutral site. So yeah, I think that is a game that they, they take some confidence from for sure. Yeah. I mean, how different of a Georgia tech team is this, this year? I mean, I think everybody knows Jameer Gibbs is now in Alabama, right? Uh, Jordan Yates, that quarterback that Clemson was dealing with is now at Sam Houston state. Right. Um, kind of what is the makeup of this team? I mean, what are the, some of the strengths and the weaknesses, some, some of the things that you're kind of looking for as they, they start the season against the Tigers? Sure. Well, it is, it's a very different team. Uh, they have seven new assistant coaches. They, they fired three and four others left for their jobs. Um, most, most notably, 
Tishard Choice, who was the running back coach and the guy who recruited Jameer Gibbs to, to Tech. Um, they lost a ton of starters on both sides of the ball, um, you know, starting with Jameer Gibbs. And uh, so it's, uh, and then so on offense, they have a different scheme. Chip Long, who is, uh, I guess, most uh, famously, I guess, in their name for three years with Brian Kelly, he's here and changed up the scheme. It's maybe a little faster pace, more line on tight ends. I think they're going to try to be, you know, a, a downhill running team. Uh, defensively, they've kind of changed up um, certainly just the, the structure of how they're going to try to coach things. And uh, Jeff Collins, the head coach, is, is committed to being more committed to, I guess, to coaching that side of the ball. And uh, But, yeah, it's, it's a lot of new faces, uh, or certainly faces that maybe that not everyone's familiar with. Um, and, you know, it's a lot of transfers in and out, I guess, for that matter. But, yeah, so that, to the, I guess to the answer that answers your question, I think you'll probably see you know, considerably different team than, than uh, Clemson fans all last year. Yeah, I think the one coach, you're talking about all the different coaches, uh, Chris Winkie, obviously, is a name that right. everybody knows, and um, Jeff Sims, the quarterback. I was actually reading your story about the relationship between Sims and Winkie, and the most interesting thing that stood out to me was the underpants. Uh, can you explain <laughs> to everybody uh, what Ethica underpants are and uh, sure. the NIL deal that came out of that? Yeah, well, I'm grateful for, for Jeff for uh, – for um, yeah, making me aware of this. So I was asking him at their media day, George X media day, kind of what was your favorite NIL deal? And he's had, you know, some really good ones. He had one with Mercedes Benz. I don't think he got a card of it, but still kind of cool. And then, you know, some other endorsement things. They said, oh, it's the one with Ethica, which I never heard of, but it was a, a clothing brand. And he was saying, yeah, you get free underwear. <laughs> and he said, yeah, you just, you post and you get, they send you some more. And he's like, yeah, you don't have to go out and shop for underwear anymore. So I guess to, to maybe at, at his heart, he's still a college student and, and getting uh, getting free underwear is, is still kind of a cool deal. I suppose it is for any age, but maybe for a college kid who's not so keen on maybe doing laundry all the time. But yeah, so that was that was his favorite NIL deal he was saying. And uh, but yeah, this the just the story was, you know, I think what Georgia Tech did, they were fortunate to because Chip Long, his background is coaching tight ends and he was originally going to be coaching the quarterbacks. But then the tight ends coach uh, left. He went to Temple, where he'd come from. And so that enabled them to, for Chip Long to move to tight ends and then them to hire a quarterback's coach who turned out to be Chris Wunke. And so I think one thing that they're kind of touting is that uh, Jeff Long, Jeff, Jeff Long, uh, Jeff Sims now has a specific position quarterback, quarterback's coach, whereas typically it's, you know, the coordinator is also the quarterback's coach. So he has someone who can really work on him specifically and get him better. And so they're counting on that uh, relationship, that that partnership, you know, helping Jeff to become, you know, the kind of quarterback they need him to be. Yeah. And in terms of Chip Long, you brought him up a couple of times. I mean, you have any any insight into what his scheme might be like, either back from Notre Dame, where what he was like then, or uh, has he described in terms of tempo, uh, taking shots down the field, running the ball, sure. any type of um, essence there that you expect to see? Yeah, two well, two things stand out. Uh, one is certainly more obvious is that they they they're going to better pace uh, just in terms of going play to play, so that you know you kind of like a two minute pace, which is uh, they've done some of that with with Dave Patton as predecessor, but not always. And uh, and, and honestly, sometimes it kind of backfires. It feel it was before you got there, but the, that twenty twenty game, the one that they got out of control, they they did try to keep going faster, and it, when they you know, you go three and out or four and out, you're giving, uh, you know, Clemson and, uh, and Trevor Lawrence the ball back, which obviously was not a, a keen strategy, wise strategy. And so that enabled the, you know, Clemson to, to, you know, to rack it up, rack up the points. 
but that is what they're going to, you know, I think that's, that's one kind of an, a, a central tenet of, of what Chip Long does. And is that, as I think I mentioned before, they play, they do a lot of 12 personnel, a lot of, you know, one back, two tight end stuff. I think, you know, just in terms of, I think he likes that versatility that the tight ends have as both blockers and, and potential receivers. And they've got a few guys on the roster, I think, that can fill that role well. Um, but then too, yeah, you know, one strength of this team, maybe the strength of this team is they've, they've got some, they're deep at running back, uh, Dante Smith, Dylan McDuffie, Hassan Hall are three guys, uh, that, that all have experienced who came in as transfers, um, that, that should be able to, to move the ball for, for them. So I would think you're going to expand. And then one thing, another thing you said, actually to that end, is you said, they want to be close to 60, 40 run pass. So I think you'll see a lot of those guys and probably, you know, Jeff Sims also doing some design runs or scrambling. So that's, uh, some of the things I think that, that Clemson should, should be expecting to see on uh, on Monday. What is the state of the offensive line? Um, I think I heard there's a lot of different starters there. Um, Paul Tiho actually is a guy right. from Clemson who's now um, at Georgia Tech. Um, kind of how would you describe kind of the faith in the offensive line heading into this game, or are there some things they're trying to figure out? Um, well, that's, yeah, that's to me is maybe the key of this game. Um so last year's line, they, they lost three starters off of it. Aren't certainly the, the best player that one of the offensive tackles, and then two other guys who played a ton of snaps for them. And so they're going in this year uh, with really one and a half returning starters, I guess you'd say. And and they're you know mixing in trying to get some you know some transfers like Paul Tio, uh, Pierce Quick from Alabama is another one. And then they're going to have to play some freshmen, a wretched freshmen who haven't played yet. And uh, and probably the, the, the one area I'm really kind of curious to see is that what will probably be a left tackle, uh, either Corey Robinson, who's transferred from Kansas, or Ja'Kai Leftwich, who's a red freshman, neither of whom played a snap last year, will be lining up against uh, Miles Murphy, potentially, who's, you know, all ACC potential, probably first round pick. And so that's, uh, it's a certainly, yeah, it's an area that, that is a question mark. Brent Key, the offensive line coach, said something along the he said he's 100% confident that, uh, of what those guys can do. And so we'll see, uh, you know, it's certainly to me as a question mark, you know, we'll see, um, you know, Brent Key feels <laughs> who has a better eye on this than I do uh, is, is comfortable what he has. They, they feel like they're deeper there, but certainly experience is a, is a question mark. Yeah. I mean, again, you brought it up as a key to the game. Do you, do you think this is the key to the game? I mean, just the strength of Clemson's uh, defensive line, against that offensive line with so much inexperience and, and moving pieces? Or there, is there something else that you point to and say that's also not going to determine kind of how this game's going to go? Um, well, really, yeah, to me, I, I would say that is, or if it's not the key, it's certainly way, way up there. Um, the other one, I mean, you know, in terms of just looking at Tech's roster and where they're going to be attacked or where they, you know, they have some areas you, you have less certainty about, um, the, the defensive line is another where they lost a lot of guys. And they're they're young and inexperienced there, and uh, you know I think it remains to be seen with Clemson's offensive line. I know that was an area where they probably weren't as strong as they wanted to be last season, um, but uh, but they, I think they have more experience there back 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 there. So, I mean I, you know it's kind of trite or cliche to say that the game's off on the side of the lines, but I think in this case certainly that's an area where where Tech's going to have to a lot, be a lot better than I think maybe you would see them on paper being in order to have a have a chance in the game. Yeah, and so just other a couple of things that stood out to me. Um, EJ Jenkins, a, a uh -huh. six foot seven, two hundred and forty three pound wide receiver, so he's not a tight end. Uh, uh, what kind of matchup problem could he be for uh, Clemson's defense? Yeah, so actually it's funny. He's another guy that maybe Clemson fans might remember. He was at 
South Carolina last year. He played a little bit and transferred to, to Georgia Tech. Um, but yeah, as you say, he's, you know, his size, I think he's, there's two other receivers in the ACC that are as tall as he is and none is, like those two guys aren't nearly as, as big. So he really does look more like a tight end, but they, they have him lined out uh, to the, I think the boundary side. And, um, you know, they're going to hope that he's the kind of the matchup problem that you would think someone that size would be someone who can wall off, you know, a cornerback, you know, the, one of the backup quarterback, uh, Zach Gibson was saying the other day that, you know, he, he goes against a six, two cornerback and, you know, EJ has, has five inches on him and he, he's long, he's got, you know, the wide catch radius. And so I guess most guys, at least physically, uh, he's going to have, uh, you know, a size advantage on them. So you can see him potentially being kind of like a red zone threat, someone you can throw a lot of fades to and that sort of thing for 50-50 balls at. Um, so, yeah, you know, it, he didn't – I think he caught like eight passes last year, South Carolina, so he's a little bit – has to prove himself at this level. He did really well when he was at St. Francis at the FCS level. But, uh, but yeah, this is a, obviously, a, you know, their first chance to – our fans for a chance to see what he can do. And yeah, I'll be certainly very curious about, you know, how he and Jeff Sims connect. Yeah. And a very Clemson related question. I know I brought mm-hmm. up Paul Tio earlier, uh, Tyson Pumachon, another guy who went to right. Georgia Tech. Uh, was he in the race uh, to be quarterback? What is his role? I mean, is there any uh, thought that he could see the field, I guess, against Clemson or is he kind of just more the man behind the scenes telling everybody Clemson's secrets or uh, how's that going to work? Right. So, yeah, he, I think when he, you know, certainly when Jeff Sims returns as a two-year starter, so I think he was pretty firmly entrenched. And then I think just he had a good spring also with, with Chip Long. And so that kind of further established his spot in the, in the, as a starter, um, as far as how he'll be used. Um, I think he's certainly someone that they, they hope can push Jeff Sims a little bit. Um, but they may, it may be the sort of thing where, you know, because of his running ability and his ability to, you know, to, to do things with his feet, there may be a package for him here or there. But, uh, but I think my guess would be that'd be the extent that he would be playing on, on Monday if, if he does. Yeah. And have you talked to, I think I saw a quote from Paul Tiho. I mean, is there any excitement for those guys, at least for Paul, um, in terms of playing Clemson? I guess rematching against kind of some of his former teammates. Yeah, I confess, I don't know that I asked him that specifically. I, we talked to him immediately, and I was mostly kind of curious about his perspective on tech. But I'm certainly sure that, yeah, that, you know, I remember actually, I, I, oddly enough, I spoke more with Jordan McFadden, who was a close friend of Paul's at uh, the ACC kickoff about that. And he was saying how excited he was for, for Paul to be in a place where hopefully he's a chance to play. And he was saying, you know, I hope he can be the, you know, the, the best guard in the ACC or whatever in the country, except for on, on one day out of the year. So I, I definitely think there's a lot of, um, Good feeling, I'm sure, not just with Paul, but with uh, with Tyson also, and I'm sure they'll be you know excited or happy to see old teammates. Um, there's anything I asked, I asked uh, the defensive coordinator Andrew Thacker about what kind of value they might have as as providers of intelligence into the Clemson you know offensive system, and obviously there's a new coordinator, but he was saying like he was asking about kind of how they how they do stuff operationally, what do they do pre-snap more than kind of what are their favorite plays and that kind of thing. But, uh, but yeah, um, hopefully they'll get, they'll both get a chance again and do something. I, I, I'd certainly lean more toward the happening with Paul Tio than the Tyson, but, uh, but yeah, kind of one of those new things that happens now with, with uh, the transfer rules being relaxed, both, you know, just in terms of being able to play immediately and just being able to go within the conference. Yeah. And then, um, 
in terms of Mercedes-Benz Stadium, I guess, for Clemson fans that haven't been there, um, myself, I guess, is there anything interesting that we should be looking for or, or what is the experience like, I guess, being an Atlanta guy? Um, well, <laughs> unfortunately, talking to someone who's been there, I think, twice and yeah. was in the press box both times. The one thing I, one thing I would say is it's, it's well, a couple of things. It's a, it's a beautiful building, um, and, you know, that was, and, and it should be for the money that was spent on it, but uh, it's got a great view of downtown Atlanta. You know, one of the one of the sides is glassed in. Um, another thing that's kind of cool is that uh, the 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 uh, concessions are are very well priced in terms of being in, inexpensive. Um, so that's something that maybe Clemson fans would be excited about. Obviously, the kind of the, the unusual thing here is that uh, I think there was an expectation, and certainly actually, Clemson tech people were planning on having the, you know the full stadium configuration for this game, thinking it would sell out, but. I think probably because of lower demand on, on tech side, they decided to reduce it to the, the 42-5 configuration that they had for last year's game. It was closing off the upper deck. Um, so that'll be a little different feel, I guess. But, uh, but yeah, so I guess Clemson fans who can get in, they should be fortunate that they are because, yeah, it's, it's become a tougher ticket than you might have thought uh, a, few, a few months ago. I guess to basically wrap this up, I mean, what do you think would be a positive outcome uh, for both teams in this game? I mean, for Georgia Tech, and then I guess I'll cover Clemson uh, mm -hmm. your, your bit. Sure. Well, um, given that, uh, you know, a, a lot's on the line for Georgia Tech and Jeff Collins specifically this season, um, I don't know that there's any grand expectation that Tech's going to win this game. Um, I mean, certainly that there are some people I've talked to that, like, they wouldn't be surprised if it happened. Um, you know, certainly you look at uh, Georgia Tech having something of an advantage and that have, they have a new offensive coordinator and, and uh, that maybe they have some wrinkles that that uh, Clemson hasn't seen that happened last year, actually, too, in terms of that they, they rolled out a defense that they hadn't yet unveiled uh, for the Clemson game. Um, so I would think what Tech fans are hoping for is, you know, be competitive, you know, don't let it be a runaway um, you know, both sides looking coordinated and, and, and sharp um, and, and, you know, at least give some hope for the rest of the season. You know, obviously, a win would be great, but I think as long as you're looking like, okay, this team is clearly better than, it, you know, the team we saw a year ago that lost its last two games by, you know, a combined 100 nothing score, then uh, I think that'll be a good, uh, a good result, um, you know, results aside or, you know, win-loss aside for, for Georgia Tech. Yeah, I think for Clemson, obviously, last year was such a tight game. I think they want it to be a little more a lopsided this year, especially for uh, B.J. Uyunglele and the offense to kind of get going and kind right. of reach those questions uh, in terms of quarterback battle and all of that. So, um, yeah, obviously, Ken, thanks for coming in here and talking to us. I guess you want to share your Twitter account, uh, Atlanta Journal-Constitution URL, if people want to read up on Georgia sure. Tech. <laughs> yeah. no. So, yeah, so my Twitter and it'll – the spot off for you. My name's a little tricky. It's K S U G I U R A A J C. And then, uh, yeah, the, the paper's website, uh, the AJC website is AJC.com. And uh, it's fairly easy to find the Georgia Tech stuff there. I'm sure I'll be writing a little bit about uh, Clemson also. So, yeah, Clemson fans are invited. And welcome. Yeah. And again, for you guys, um, the Tiger Take is our. Uh, newsletter subscription that you can get. Um, I send emails to your inbox basically every day 
uh, news and analysis. If you want to get that, postandcourier.com forward slash the Tiger Take. So, again, thanks, Ken, for stopping by. Thanks, guys, for listening, and we'll see you next week. Very good. Thanks, Sean.